warning, the content you are about to hear on this podcast contains some explicit language in the context of song lyrics, as well as references to sexual abuse. Discretion is advised. I think that I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril The best damn thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrea DeFrancesco. In this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast, we discuss Avril's fifth album, simply titled after the pop-punk princess herself. In this episode, we'll learn some fun trivia about this diverse album and the nostalgic pop anthems behind it. Let's begin with some facts and trivia about the album itself. Avril Lavigne is Avril's fifth studio album, and it was released initially in Australia and Germany on November 1st, 2013, the UK on November 4th, the US and Taiwan on November 5th, and Japan and Thailand on November 6th. It did not get released in China until December 3rd. She was 29 years old at the time of its release. It is her first and only album with Epic Records and her first with label head Antonio L.A. Reid since 2004's Under My Skin. It debuted at number 5 on the Billboard 200 album chart, selling 44,000 copies in its first week of release. It was her lowest first week sales since her debut album Let Go, and lowest sales overall until 2019's Head Above Water. Its largest opening was in Japan, peaking at number 2 and selling over 47,000 copies in its first week. It reached the top 10 in over a dozen countries and peaked at number 1 in both China and Taiwan. It has been certified gold in the U.S. for sales and streams of over 500,000 copies and has since sold over 2 million copies worldwide. It was the ninth best-selling album of 2013 in Taiwan with sales of over 36,000 copies, making Avril the only female Western artist on the top 10 list. It has a generally positive score on Metacritic of 65 out of 100 based on 9 critic reviews, her highest rated album on the site since The Best Damn Thing. The album was nominated for World's Best Album at the 2014 World Music Awards and Pop Album of the Year at the 2015 Juno Awards. It won for the best-selling English album at the RTHK International Pop Poll Awards in 2014. Recording sessions for the album originally began three months after the release of her 2011 album Goodbye Lullaby. Avril stated that the album was going to be pop and fun again and was planned to be released in a timely manner to fulfill her contract with RCA Records. She already had eight songs recorded and knew what the first single would be, but just had to re-record it. In November of 2011, during the promo period for the Goodbye Lullaby single, Wish You Were Here, Avril moved over to Epic Records. The label switch allowed her more time and freedom to work on the album as she pleased. During this time, in the midst of promotion and touring for Goodbye Lullaby, Avril worked in the studio with The Runners as well as Bonnie McKee. In early 2012, she began working with Chad Kroger, frontman of the rock band Nickelback, as well as David Hodges, former member of the band Evanescence. They called themselves The Tripod and wrote many songs together. In April 2012, she announced on Twitter that she was finished with the album and would be taking a break before releasing it. She sold her home in Los Angeles and moved to France to take French classes with Berlitz. She returned to the U.S. in August 2012 to finalize the details of the album, such as mixing, ad-libs, and backing vocals. L.A. Reid, the head of Epic Records, stated in an interview with Billboard in September 2012 that he would like to get the album out either at the end of 2012 or the top of 2013. However, due to some shifting within Epic's staff, the album was delayed. Recording sessions ended in July 2013. It was prospective for a summer 2013 release, which was then pushed back to September 24th. However, it was pushed back again to November 5th, although the album was put up for pre-order on iTunes on September 24th. The entire album was made available for streaming on iTunes and Avril's official website on October 29th. 
The singles released from the album were Here's to Never Growing Up, Rock and Roll, and Let Me Go featuring Chad Kroger. Hello Kitty was released as a single in Asia, and Give You What You Like was released worldwide in conjunction with the Lifetime film Babysitter's Black Book. The album contains 13 tracks and runs at 45 minutes and 59 seconds. It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios, Conway Recording Studios, The Lodge, and Sleepwalker Studios in Los Angeles, Nightbird Recording Studios in Hollywood, PS Studio in Stockholm, Sweden, and Casa de la Vida Studios in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. It is her second album to bear the parental advisory label. A clean version of the album was also released. A deluxe package of the album was released exclusively on Avril's website, which came with a poster and Bear Shark plushie toy. A Target edition was released, which featured an acoustic version of rock and roll and has a blue and red paint-splattered album cover with the album title in red instead of white. I can't seem to find a fact online that can verify this, but I do remember there being some kind of poll where fans could vote on what the cover would look like for the Target edition of the album. We had a choice between the blue and red paint splattered cover with the album title in red, which is the one that was chosen. And then I think the other choice was almost the same with the blue and red paint splatter, but red was the more prominent color and the album title was in blue. The Japan, Taiwan, and China tour editions, as well as the expanded edition on Apple Music, features Avril's cover of Bad Reputation by Joan Jett from the Best Damn Tour in 2008, which was released previously as a bonus track on Avril's 2011 album Goodbye Lullaby. It also featured her cover of Nickelback's How You Remind Me, which was released for the soundtrack for the anime movie One Piece Film Z in 2012. The explicit tracks on the album are Rock and Roll, Here's to Never Growing Up, Bitchin' Summer, and Bad Girl featuring Marilyn Manson. This is Avril's first album to feature duets, one with Chad Kroger of Nickelback and one with rocker Marilyn Manson. Avril began working with Kroger at the suggestion of her manager, Larry Rudolph. The two developed a fast friendship, which led to them dating in July 2012, getting engaged one month later, and then getting married on July 1, 2013. On working with Kroger, Avril stated in a 2013 interview with Yahoo Entertainment, We started off in March 2012 with just getting to know each other, and then we really bonded through music. We became really good friends, and then things blossomed. The effect was very natural. In a 2013 interview with Glamour, Avril said, Chad had to challenge himself, I would say. He had to learn how to write for a female. I think he is a really good songwriter, and I trust his opinion. He's a great lyricist and comes up with awesome concepts. It's most successful as a writing process when people can tap into what I'm trying to do with my vision. Sometimes if you have someone who's really overbearing, it's like you can't relate to the songs. I've written every single song on all my records, and that's really important because then they're me. But with Chad, he's got 17 number one hits. I've got to listen to this guy. I thought it was cool because he's just a true musician, performer, and songwriter. He's going to get it. When he would record my vocals, it was a different experience working with him rather than a producer who produces songs for a living because he's a singer. So we kind of spoke the same language, and he understood a lot. He understood how to talk to me to get a performance out and how to push me. In an interview with Complex in August 2012, Avril said of both Kroger and David Hodges, they're very talented musicians and it feels good for me to be around people like that. Music is my life, it's my world, and to be back in the studio, it feels really good. I'm pretty far into the album, almost done. But for me, I'm not really thinking about when I want to put it out and hurry up. I'm taking my time and while I'm in that mood and in that mode to create and to write and to record, I'm just going to keep doing it because I have the energy for that right now. And it feels good right now. It's what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm having a good time. She also revealed that the trio typically worked 12 to 16 hour workdays. Avril announced the album title and cover on her Instagram on August 8, 2013. The entire track list was revealed on September 5th. The album is self-titled because Avril stated the record is very me, and there wasn't one word or title which could sum up the album. It also felt right to have just her name and nothing else on the album cover with her picture. She told Bello Magazine, I didn't know what to call it. I really couldn't find a title to sum it up. At the end of the day, I didn't want to give it a title. 
In a 2013 interview with Rolling Stone, she said, it just felt right with it being a decade in my fifth record. I think it was just time for a self-titled record. Fans theorized the album would be called Black Heart. The album cover is a close-up headshot of Avril with her hair in a bun, the first time she has ever done an album cover as a headshot or worn her hair in an updo. In an interview with Extra in September 2013, Avril spoke about the album artwork, saying, I like it because I always wear my hair down, so I put my hair up and it's a little more fashion, I guess. I went nuts with the eye makeup, just a ton of black eye oil. There's no clear logo for the album. Some believe the logo is a bear shark, as it was used prominently throughout the era. Others believe it is her eyes, which appear on the disc. Other theories are dripping or splattered paint, a half skull, half heart, which was used for the tour merch, or even just Avril herself. Some believe there is no logo at all for the album. The main color scheme for this album is black, blue, red, and white. The font for this album is called Stencil AGG. Avril has described the album as being all over the place, featuring a wide variety of different styles and genres, including pop, rock, and electronic songs. It also touches upon new topics like summer, nostalgia, sex, and the Japanese cartoon character Hello Kitty. Unlike her past albums, it follows the same path as Goodbye Lullaby in that it is not a boy-bashing record. In an interview with Nylon Magazine in 2013, she described it as an artistic record and explained that she wasn't trying to write a big radio record. She went on to say, Lyrically, I push myself to talk about different subjects I haven't talked about before. I didn't want to be so simple. I tried to really express myself and go deeper. In a 2013 interview with Elle, she said, When I made this record, I wasn't actually sure what I wanted to do. So I went in every day fresh and I would just write a song. I wouldn't even think about it. I wasn't trying to do anything or take from any sounds from the past. I think that naturally happens. Since I'm a songwriter, on every song I've released on every record, they're all coming from me, so there's going to be some similarities. The album has drawn comparisons to her 2002 debut Let Go in that it features a wide variety of styles, has a similar color scheme, and features a song called Seventeen, which is how old Avril was during that album. Her favorite songs on the album are Give You What You Like and Hush Hush. Other favorites are Let Me Go, Bad Girl, and Hello Kitty. She and Chad are credited with doing the percussion on Give You What You Like, the first time Avril has done percussion on an album. She and L.A. Reid are the executive producers. The supporting tour for the album was the Avril Lavigne tour, which took place throughout 2014. Most of Avril's shows for the U.S. League were as an opening act for the Backstreet Boys on their In a World Like This tour, the first time she had ever been an opening act. The only songs that have not been performed live as of 2021 are Bitchin' Summer, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, and Sippin' on Sunshine. Her touring band for this album changed frequently throughout the era. It was the same as her band from Goodbye Lullaby. However, for certain performances, Steve Fakie and Jim McGorman left to go on tour with Cassidy Pope, so their spots were filled temporarily by former members Evan Taubenfeld and Devin Bronson. Fakie and McGorman then permanently left the band and were replaced by Dan Ellison and David Immerman. For the first time, the album thank you section does not include any address to the fans or proper sign-off. Avril has said that she wrote about 30 songs for the album, enough for two albums, and was interested in the idea of a back-to-back -back album, but this never came to fruition. She stated in an interview with New Music Live, On this album, I definitely wrote a lot of songs. I've got about two records worth of music, so maybe I'll do back-to-back -back records. I would like to do that. I kind of want to do the back-to-back -back records because I worked so hard on writing a ton of songs, and I just want to make it perfect. And then because there were so many, it was like, okay, well, what makes sense? So Ellie Reed sat down with me in the studio and we picked the songs together. There is another duet which Avril and Chad wrote for the album called If I Said That I Loved You, which they used as their wedding song and had initially planned to release in the future, but this never happened. As of 2021, the song remains unreleased. Avril's signature look for the era was lots of black, eyeliner, dresses, heels, boots, leather jackets, skinny jeans, and long blonde hair. 
The main writers and producers that Avril worked with for this album were Chad Kroger of Nickelback and David Hodges, formerly of Evanescence, known as The Tripod, Martin Johnson of the band Boys Like Girls, Jacob J. Cash Kasher Hindwin, Matt Squire on Bitchin' Summer, and Rickard B. Garanson of the band Carolina Liar, and Peter Svensson of the band The Cardigans on Rock and Roll. On March 30, 2013, Avril tweeted a cryptic message saying, When someone is willing to burn a bridge, they should make sure they are not still standing on it when they light the match. Unfollowed. While Avril never revealed who this message was directed at, fans noticed she had unfollowed her co-writer and producer Martin Johnson and believed the tweet was referencing him. It is not known exactly what caused the fallout, but fans circulated rumors that Martin Johnson had made negative comments about Avril singing behind the scenes, which may have caused their fallout and Avril's eventual outburst. It is not known for sure what happened or who the tweet was directed to, and Avril has never commented on it. There are two songs on the album that Avril wrote herself, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet and Falling Fast. It was Avril's first album to be released in the fall-winter season. During the era, Avril kept fans up to date through a series of web videos called Avril TV, similar to What the Hell TV from the Goodbye Lullaby era. The project, however, was dropped after only six episodes for unknown reasons. After the Avril Lavigne tour ended in June 2014, Avril embarked on a tour in Japan in August called the Zep Tour. Later that year, Avril began suffering from Lyme disease, which she revealed in an article with People magazine on April 1, 2015. She then released the track Fly as a charity single in conjunction with the Avril Lavigne Foundation to raise money for the 2015 Special Olympics. The song had initially been recorded during the Avril Lavigne sessions in 2012, but was cut from the final track list. In a future episode, I'll share more information about this single and several others that were not specific to any of Avril's official studio albums. After the conclusion of the Avril Lavigne tour in 2014 and her diagnosis of Lyme disease in 2015, the Avril Lavigne era ended rather abruptly. The initial plan was to release Hello Kitty as a single in Asia only, with Give You What You Like as the final single released worldwide. However, due to Avril's illness, these plans were seemingly scrapped. Avril released a very simple music video for Give You What You Like in conjunction with the Lifetime film Babysitter's Black Book in 2015. After this, she focused on recovering from Lyme disease and then began work on what would become her sixth studio album, Head Above Water, signifying the end of the Avril Lavigne era. Now let's dive into some facts about each track. Track 1, Rock and Roll, written by Avril Lavigne, Chad Kroger, David Hodges, Jacob Kasher, Rickard B. Garanson, and Peter Svensson. Produced by Rickard B. Garanson, Peter Svensson, and Martin Johnson. It is the opening track on Avril Lavigne, and it was released as the second single on August 27, 2013. It is the only track on Avril Lavigne that Martin Johnson was involved with that he did not write on. It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios, Conway Recording Studios, and The Lodge, all in Los Angeles, and PS Studio in Stockholm, Sweden. It was praised by critics who highlighted it as a standout track from the album. The official audio of the song was uploaded to Avril's YouTube channel on July 18, 2013, and was scheduled for an iTunes release on July 30th. However, the date was pushed back to coincide with the music video release. Despite this, the iTunes release did not happen until the week after the music video premiere. The music video was shot on July 25, 2013, and was directed by Chris Mars Piliero. It co-starred Danica McKellar of The Wonder Years fame, actor Billy Zane, and Sid Wilson from the band Slipknot. The video premiered on Vivo on August 20, 2013. Danica McKellar plays Avril's sidekick in the video, whom Avril shares an on-screen kiss with. This was her first on-screen kiss. The scene and Avril's dialogue is a parody of the pilot episode of The Wonder Years and references McKellar's character Winnie Cooper. The diner that appears in the video has been used famously in various films, TV shows, and music videos, including Telephone by Lady Gaga. The video was shot in the middle of the desert in Palmdale, California, and temperatures rose as high as 104 degrees Fahrenheit or 40 degrees Celsius. 
For the guitar solo scene, Avril plays a chainsaw guitar in front of a chapel, an homage to Slash's solo scene in the music video for November Rain by Guns N' Roses. The chapel had to be built for the scene, and the owner of the land liked it so much that he asked for it to be left there. The music video is a mini-movie set in a comic book-style theme. Billy Zane portrays Mr. Rock and Roll, and it's up to Avril and her sidekick to save Rock and Roll from the evil bear sharks, a hybrid of a bear and a shark. Avril confirmed in an interview with Entertainment Wise that the director Chris Mars came up with the idea for the bear shark. The bear shark character was later used in some of Avril's live performances, as well as sold as a plushie toy as part of a deluxe album package on Avril's website. There are two different versions of the video, one with the explicit lyrics of the song, and another with the edited lyrics, as well as a few different scenes. In the beginning of the video, Avril is playing one of her custom-designed Fender acoustic guitars and whistling rock and roll. She then gets a call on her Sony Xperia Z1 phone, which she removes from a glass of water. Her dialogue with the caller references her 2002 hit Skater Boy. It is her only other music video besides Complicated to feature an intro scene with dialogue. Avril sports pink hair streaks in the video, similar to her hairstyle from her third album, The Best Damn Thing. It is also a reference to the titular character in the 1995 film Tank Girl, who wears pink streaks in her hair. A contest was announced where fans could win an item from the music video. The video has been noted for its pop culture references such as Tank Girl, The Wonder Years, November Rain by Guns N' Roses, and Avril's own song, Skater Boy. The song only peaked at number 91 on the Billboard Hot 100, making it Avril's lowest charting second single to date in the United States, as well as her lowest charting single since Hot in 2007. It did, however, peak at number 5 in Japan and reached number 1 in Taiwan and South Korea. It was certified gold in Japan for sales of 100,000 units. In 2014, it was nominated for Best Karaoke Song at the MTV Video Music Awards Japan and International Video of the Year and Your Fave Artist slash Group at the Much Music Video Awards. In 2013, it was also named by MTV as one of the best superhero-themed music videos of all time. One of the lyrics goes, I'm the motherfucking princess, you still love it, which is a reference to Avril's 2007 hit Girlfriend. The song has been noted for its classic rock influences being compared to I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and We Will Rock You by Queen. It is one of Avril's few songs to feature a guitar solo. There are three versions of the song, a clean version, a Radio Disney edit, and the explicit version. In the clean version, shit is replaced by an electronic guitar sound, and motherfucking princess is changed to mother freaking princess. In the Radio Disney edit, the following lyric changes were made. I like it better than the hipster bullshit was changed to I like it better and the hipsters know it. I'm the motherfucking princess was changed to I'm the one and only princess. What if you and I just put up a middle finger to the sky was changed to what if you and I just put up both our hands into the sky. Call it a bad attitude, dude. I ain't ever gonna cover up that tattoo was changed to call it a bad attitude, dude. It's just a finger didn't mean to point it at you. And this is your invitation. Let's get wasted was changed to this is your invitation. Just don't waste it. Walmart released an exclusive physical version of the single, which features the instrumental as a bonus track. An acoustic version of Rock and Roll is featured as an exclusive bonus track on the Target edition of Avril Lavigne. Epic Records set up a promotional plan for the song called Unlock Rock and Roll. Fans would have to get a worldwide trend on Twitter in order to unlock certain things like the official audio, lyric video, and official music video. On August 12, 2013, an official lyric video was uploaded on Avril's YouTube channel featuring video submissions from fans through Instagram. The Irish duo Jedward was also featured in the video. The song has six writers total, the largest number of writers on any of Avril's songs to date. It was rumored that pop singer Pink was supposed to feature on the track, and in an interview with 4Music, Avril had teased a female collaboration which did not end up making the record. It's presumed by fans that this is the female collaboration Avril was referencing. 
Avril performed the song on Jimmy Kimmel Live on September 26, 2013, in an elaborately choreographed performance with backup dancers and the Bear Shark mascot. She began the performance seated on a Jeep and wore a black and silver studded outfit for the performance. It was performed on the Avril Lavigne tour only. Avril has described the song as being about the rock and roll lifestyle, attitude, and fashion. It's about living your life and not caring what other people think. Track 2, Here's to Never Growing Up, written by Avril Lavigne, Chad Kroger, David Hodges, Jacob Kasher, and Martin Johnson. Produced by Martin Johnson. It was announced as the lead single from Avril Lavigne on Avril's Twitter account on February 8, 2013, with the artwork and release date revealed on April 3rd. It was officially released on April 9th. It was recorded in early 2013 at the Lodge and Henson Recording Studios in Los Angeles, as well as Casa de la Vida Studios in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. There are three versions of the song, Single Clean, Album Clean, and Explicit. The clean single version replaces ass with hey and blocks out fuck, although it is still semi-audible. The clean version on the album completely blocks out the words ass and fuck. The album clean version was featured on Now That's What I Call Music Volume 47. Joy Masala sang Here's to Never Growing Up for her blind audition on The Voice of Germany. David Hodges, one of the songwriters, released his own acoustic cover on an EP called In the Round 2, released on April 30th, 2021. This was Avril's first single with Epic Records since Wish You Were Here in September 2011 when she transitioned from RCA Records. Avril said she knew this song would be the first single when she had played a few songs from the album for L.A. Reid, and he stood up and clapped when he heard this song. She said that she was hoping he would choose this song as the lead single. Avril explained that the song was written with everyone sitting in a big writing circle with a couple of acoustic guitars and just coming up with lyrics. She recorded vocals around 11 o'clock at night and the song was finished overnight. It has a tempo of 82 beats per minute and was composed in the key of F major. Avril's vocal range spans from A3 to C5. The song debuted at number 52 on the Billboard Hot 100 and eventually peaked at number 20, becoming her 10th top 40 hit. It was certified platinum in the U.S. for over 1.3 million downloads and has since sold over 2.5 million copies worldwide. It also reached number one in Taiwan and the Philippines. It reached the top 10 in Belgium, China, Ireland, Japan, Russia, Scotland, South Korea, South Africa, and Ukraine. Besides the U.S., it reached the top 20 in Italy, Australia, Canada, and the U.K. The song has been compared to her 2002 debut single Complicated for its similar beat and composition. An official lyric video was uploaded to Avril's YouTube channel and featured videos submitted by fans of themselves singing along with the chorus and doing things that represented never growing up. The official lyric video contains a lyrical error. It has the lyric, I got a bottle of whatever but it's getting us drunk, written as, let's get in this truck. The music video was shot on April 8th and April 19th and was directed by Robert Hales and Shane Drake and premiered on Vivo on May 9th, 2013. Avril previously worked with Shane Drake on her 2011 video, Smile. Avril originally had her own concept for the video, but ended up agreeing to the director's idea of a prom theme. In an interview with 4Music, Avril said, When I was writing it, I was thinking about being younger. I'm still in my 20s, but you know, like high school. With my 20s being in music and everything, I love the concept of simply prom for the video. Avril's former guitarist Evan Taubenfeld and Devin Bronson appear in the video as part of her band, which is playing at the prom. Avril's look in the video has been compared to that of Courtney Love from the band Hole. She plays the electric guitar in the video. The video contains product placement for the Ice Watch. There's a scene in the video where Avril skateboards down the hallway wearing a very similar outfit to the one she wore in her first music video, Complicated. It was an idea that Avril came up with at the last minute and decided to try. She looked in the mirror and said how trippy it was to see herself looking exactly the same as 10 years prior. She also did her hair and makeup the same way as she did back then. 
In the background of the classroom scene, there is a blackboard with a phone number written on it. When dialed, the number gave information about a special project called the Avril Project, where fans submitted weekly photos through Instagram that described a lyric from the song. The winner would receive a trip to meet Avril and hear the fifth album early. The video received the award for Best International Video of the Year by a Canadian at the 2013 Much Music Video Awards, where Avril also performed the song live. It was also nominated at the 2013 Billboard Mid-Year Music Awards for Best Music Video, Best Song to Rock Out to with your BFF at the 2014 Radio Disney Music Awards, and World's Best Song and World's Best Video at the 2014 World's Music Awards. It is a playable song in the video game Guitar Hero Live. The song makes a reference to the British rock band Radiohead, one of Avril's favorite bands. Here's to Never Growing Up premiered on On Air with Ryan Seacrest on April 9th, 2013, and was performed live for the first time on television on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno on April 26th. She also performed the song on other popular shows such as Dancing with the Stars, The Today Show, Live with Kelly and Michael, and The Voice UK. It was performed on the Avril Lavigne tour as well as some shows of the Head Above Water tour. In some live performances, Avril changed the lyric half past 10 o'clock to half past beer o'clock, which is an inside joke between Avril and co-writer Jacob Kasher. The song is about staying young at heart and never wanting to grow up. In an interview with Ryan Seacrest, Avril stated, I wanted to write something fun and summery. It's about being young, wanting to be young forever, living in the moment, and having a blast. Track 3, 17, written by Avril Lavigne, Jacob Kasher, and Martin Johnson, produced by Martin Johnson. It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios, Conway Recording Studios, and The Lodge in Los Angeles. The song was first introduced at a showcase at the Viper Room on April 25, 2013. It was the first new song to be heard from the album besides the lead single, Here's to Never Growing Up. It was performed at most shows of the Avril Lavigne tour with stock images of city streets on a screen behind her. It was eventually dropped from the set list completely. A demo version of the song was later leaked, which had the lyric, It was you and me, we were living the dream, reversed to say, We were living the dream, it was you and me. Avril wrote the song because she noticed that in many interviews, she would always reference when she was 17 years old and how it was a very important age for her since her first album was released at that age. Avril has stated that the lyric in the second verse, stealing beers out of the trailer park, was something that she and her brother used to do as teenagers. The song looks back on Avril's life when she was 17 years old. Track 4, Bitchin' Summer, written by Avril Lavigne, Chad Kroger, David Hodges, Jacob Kasher, and Matt Squire. Produced by Matt Squire and Chad Kroger. It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios in Los Angeles. There are two versions of the song, Clean and Explicit. In the clean version, fucking in the line, the motherfucking cops, is replaced by the sound of a police siren. Avril raps in the bridge. She has never performed the song live as of 2021. The song is about waiting for school to end and Avril's plans for a perfect summer with friends. Track 5, Let Me Go, featuring Chad Kroger. Written by Avril Lavigne, Chad Kroger, and David Hodges. Produced by Chad Kroger and David Hodges. It was released as the third single from Avril Lavigne on October 15, 2013, and was recorded at Henson Recording Studios and Sleepwalker Studios in Los Angeles. The music video was directed by Christopher Sims and premiered on Vivo on October 15, 2013. This is the first time Avril has released a duet as a single and has also featured a duet on her album. The song features guest vocals by Chad Kroger of the Canadian rock band Nickelback. Avril had initially joked that the reason she wanted to make Let Me Go a duet is because she was too lazy to sing the second verse and wanted Chad to sing it instead. Avril's manager, Larry Rudolph, suggested the idea of Avril and Chad working together on a song. Let Me Go was the first song they wrote together, which led to them writing more songs, as well as forming a personal relationship and later getting married. The song was originally written as a breakup song called Let It Go. After Avril and Chad began dating, they realized it didn't make sense to have a breakup song when they were together, so they changed the lyrics of the bridge and last chorus so that they'd end up together and changed the title to Let Me Go. 
In a 2013 interview with Yahoo Entertainment, Avril stated, After we were together, we were both like, okay, we're engaged in our duet together as a breakup song. It was kind of fucked up, so we changed it. We rewrote the last chorus to put a twist on it so we end up together. Therefore, the message of the song is more the journey of love through one's life. Obviously, I've been in other relationships, so it's like going from one stage and one love into finding the right one. It's kind of sweet. The song premiered on KBIG 1043 My FM on October 8th, 2013. In the music video, Avril plays the song on a black grand piano and Chad accompanies her on a black acoustic guitar. The video begins with an old man, played by actor Herman Sinitizen, sweeping in front of what appears to be an abandoned mansion. He then goes inside and takes a black suit and black acoustic guitar out of the armoire and sits down in front of a mirror. This is then revealed to be a flashback of Chad when he was with Avril and the two play the song together. An hourglass breaks and allows Chad to meet with Avril at the piano and touch her, before having to go back and transform into his present self again. It is believed by many that Avril is supposed to be a ghost who still lives in the mansion and plays the song on her piano as a way to remember their relationship. The video features product placement for a Sony Xperia tablet, which Avril uses to view the video of Chad playing the guitar. The video was filmed in Los Angeles. The video is her longest music video to date, running at 5 minutes and 6 seconds. The song peaked at number 78 on the Billboard Hot 100, surpassing the previous single Rock and Roll, and number 20 on adult pop songs. It reached the top 10 in Belgium and Czech Republic and the top 5 in South Korea and Taiwan. It was nominated for World's Best Song and World's Best Video at the 2014 World's Music Awards. The song has been noted by many for its heavy Nickelback influence. It is the longest song on Avril Lavigne, running at 4 minutes and 27 seconds. A radio edit was released, which was only 3 minutes and 57 seconds. The song was first performed live on The Howard Stern Show. Avril also performed the song Without Chad on Good Morning America on November 5th, the day of Avril Lavigne's release. It was performed at most shows of the Avril Lavigne tour, usually just with Avril performing solo. However, Chad did appear for a handful of shows to perform with her as a surprise guest. So I actually just want to jump in here for a second and talk about my own experience with this because I did have the chance to see Avril live on the Avril Lavigne tour. I saw her on the final night of the North American leg of the tour, which is basically like the last night of the tour before she went to Japan. And I just remember when she was about to sing the song, she said something like, I have a surprise for you guys. And then she started playing the song. And it sounds very stupid that I couldn't put two and two together and didn't realize that this was going to be the surprise. So stupid me thought that she meant singing Let Me Go was going to be the surprise for some reason. So I was just like, okay, whatever, that's nice. So she sang the first verse and chorus. And then by the time she hit the second verse, suddenly you hear Chad's voice and then he comes out to the stage singing. And then of course they go on to sing the rest of the song together. And I was genuinely surprised because I wasn't expecting that. Again, I don't know how I didn't put two and two together when she says, I have a surprise for you guys. She starts to sing Let Me Go. I should have probably assumed that that was what the surprise was going to be. But I was glad that I didn't really think about that because then I was actually genuinely surprised when I saw him come out. And it was really cool to get to see them sing together. There's definitely videos of it on YouTube. I have a video of it on my YouTube channel, but there's definitely some videos that you can find on YouTube that people took from the show where you can see them perform it together. I remember at the time there was like some rumors going around about their marriage, like people were saying that their marriage was in trouble and all of that. But when they performed together, like he would do things like kiss her on the head. They definitely had like a chemistry performing together. And so it was just really sweet to get to see them perform together. And I'm not like a huge Nickelback fan or anything, but just to be able to say that not only I've seen Avril Lavigne in concert, but I also got to see Chad Kroger of Nickelback and see them perform together is something really, really special. Like I said, this only happened for a handful of the shows because I think Chad was maybe on tour of his own or whatever. So I think he was able to come to like a few of the shows and do it with her. 
But I think for the last show of the North American tour, they wanted to do something really special and have them sing together. And so, you know, this only happens a handful of times on the tour. So I feel very, very lucky that I was able to get to see them perform the song together. So I just wanted to kind of jump in and give my own little story about getting to actually see this happen in person. And it was really cool to see. Avril has described the song as being about the journey of love in life and all the relationships one goes through before finding the right person and not wanting to let them go. Track 6, Give You What You Like, written by Avril Lavigne, Chad Kroger, and David Hodges, produced by Chad Kroger and David Hodges. It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios in Los Angeles. Avril confirmed it would be the fifth single from Avril Lavigne on March 30th, 2014, to be released exclusively in North America and Europe, while Hello Kitty would be released in Asia. She finally posted the single artwork on Twitter and released a teaser for the music video on February 2nd, 2015. The music video was released as part of a promo package for the Lifetime movie Babysitter's Black Book on February 10th, 2015. The video features scenes of the movie interspersed with scenes of Avril sitting on the floor surrounded by candles. She's wearing a black dress and black hat. Her brother Matt appears in the background playing an acoustic guitar. The video was reportedly shot at Avril's house. The song was released to radio on March 30th, 2015. The only country where it charted was in South Korea, peaking at number 55. The song was developed from the bridge of another song on the album called Bad Girl. Avril is credited with doing the percussion on this track, along with Chad, marking the first time she has done percussion work on an album. The lyrics in the bridge are played backwards as she sings. It is one of Avril's favorite songs on the album, and it was performed at most shows of the Avril Lavigne tour. She described the track as well-written. In a 2013 interview with Glamour, Avril said, One day I was hungover, tired, vulnerable, and didn't want to sing, but Chad made me go in on Give You What You Like and do it anyway. The rawness of my vocals comes across in the song, which made it better. I'd have to do harmonies sometimes, and I'd start whining, and he'd want me to do 10 takes of vocals. The song takes on a darker, more indie feel than her other songs, and is about engaging in a sexual relationship to avoid loneliness. Okay, so here's the part that I mentioned in the beginning about there being a trigger warning with a mention of sexual abuse. Because the next track we are going to be talking about is Bad Girl, which features Marilyn Manson. So not only the content of the song itself is rather sexually explicit, but Marilyn Manson himself, there's some controversy around him being like Me Too'd and stuff. So if that is something that you are sensitive to, then the exact timing of where to skip this content will be listed in the show notes. Track 7, Bad Girl, featuring Marilyn Manson, written by Avril Lavigne, Chad Kroger, and David Hodges, produced by Chad Kroger and David Hodges. It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios in Los Angeles. The song features guest vocals by shock rocker Marilyn Manson, who has been a longtime friend of Avril's. I'll go into further detail on this in a future episode, but it should be noted that in 2021, Marilyn Manson was accused of physical, emotional, and sexual abuse by several of his former girlfriends, including actress Evan Rachel Wood. Manson released a statement denying the allegations, but he was still dropped by his record label agency and manager. Avril's collaboration with Manson on Avril Lavigne occurred long before these allegations came out, and Avril has not spoken about Manson since, though she still follows him on her Instagram page. Back to the recording session for Bad Girl, Avril explained that she and David Hodges were listening to the song in the studio and immediately thought Manson would be a good addition to the track. She texted him from the studio around midnight, and he showed up around 4.30 in the morning. He listened to the song a few times, then went into the vocal booth and came up with his parts. In an interview, she explained they laid down on the floor in the vocal booth. Avril stated he was a pro and did an amazing job. I really appreciate him as an artist and I love his style and I really respect him and his art and I thought it was really cool to have him on this record. In a 2013 interview with Rolling Stone, she commented, It was meant to be. Things are never that easy when you're trying to get together with someone. He could have been anywhere in the world. To achieve the live concert sound the song has, Avril explained that she recorded her vocals in the live room instead of the vocal booth. There are two versions of the song, clean and explicit. 
The clean version just has bad girl instead of you fucking bad girl and also blocks out fuck in the line you can fuck me. It is the shortest song on Avril Lavigne running at 2 minutes and 56 seconds. Avril explained that Chad thought the bridge of the song was so good that it needed to be turned into a whole song of its own, which resulted in give you what you like. The bridge of bad girl, however, is quite simple and repetitive, and because the song is also very short, it's possible the bridge ended up being changed or removed entirely to accommodate the new song. Avril described the song as being dark, provocative, and heavy, and that she was playing a character. A music video was shot and used as a backdrop for the Avril Lavigne tour. The video features Avril applying dark red lipstick and licking a mirror. It was performed for most shows of the Avril Lavigne tour only, along with a portion of The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. Avril wore a cape and devil horns during the performance. For some shows, she replaced the song with one of her older rock songs such as Unwanted or Losing Grip because the song was considered too sexual for the country she was performing in and violated decency laws. The track describes a girl who is willing to engage in provocative sexual activity, including BDSM and erotic asphyxiation. Though not released as a single, Bad Girl managed to chart at number 88 on the Canadian Hot 100 and number 58 in South Korea, with over 4,500 copies sold in its first week. Track 8, Hello Kitty, written by Avril Lavigne, Chad Kroger, David Hodges, and Martin Johnson. Produced by Martin Johnson. Additional production was handled by Kyle Mormon and Brandon Paddock, with additional vocal production by Chad Kroger and David Hodges. It was released as the fourth single in Asia only on May 23, 2014. It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios, Conway Recording Studios, and The Lodge, all in Los Angeles. The music video was released on April 21, 2014 and was shot in Tokyo, Japan. It featured Avril dancing, playing electric guitar, shopping in a candy store, and eating sushi and drinking sake. She also walked down a street in Japan with her backup dancers and took a photo with a Polaroid camera while wearing glasses with rainbow hair extensions and a cupcake tutu. Her head was also half-shaved, a hairstyle she would have frequently throughout the era. The video drew negative reactions as people thought it was an appropriation of Japanese culture. Avril responded to the allegations by tweeting that she had worked with the Japanese director and Japanese choreographer in Japan and had made the video specifically for her Japanese fans, who ended up loving the video. It currently has over 190 million views on YouTube and is Vivo certified. The music video was initially pulled from Avril's YouTube channel after the negative reviews. However, a spokesperson explained the video was pulled because it was supposed to be set for an April 23rd release, according to an article by MTV.com posted on that same day. The video was still available on Avril's official website and was re-uploaded to her official Vivo and YouTube channels the same day. Despite being panned by most music critics, Hello Kitty ended up peaking at number 75 on the Billboard Hot 100 and became the second highest charting single off the album due to the popularity of the music video. It peaked at number 82 on the Japan Hot Top Airplay chart. The song features the following Japanese lyrics, Mina Psycho, which means you guys rock, Arigato, which means thank you, and Kawaii, which means cute. It was used as the opening number for most shows of the Avril Lavigne tour, with Avril coming out to the stage dressed in a Hello Kitty skirt and giant hair bow. It was also performed as an instrumental between songs on the Head Above Water tour. When Avril performed the song live in China, she changed all the Japanese lyrics to Chinese. The song is very electronic and EDM-influenced, a first for Avril. In an interview with Digital Spy, she said, I didn't want it to sound like anything I'd done before. I wanted it to sound over the top, so I ended up hiring a new producer to help me with it. Hello Kitty was used as the theme song for Avril TV, a series of webisodes uploaded to Avril's YouTube channel. The song talks about the Japanese cartoon character Hello Kitty, which Avril is a huge fan of, as well as a slumber party and contains flirtatious and sexual lyrics about lesbian experimentation. Avril confirmed in an interview that the song was about lesbian sex because she had previously done an interview with Radio Disney, who were going to ask about the song but were not sure if it was only about the cartoon character, and Avril confirmed it wasn't. Track 9, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, written by Avril Lavigne, produced by Chad Kroger and Chris Baseford. 
It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios in Los Angeles. This is one of two songs on Avril Lavigne that Avril wrote herself. Many people have noted that the track sounds like Avril's 2007 album, The Best Damn Thing. The song has never been performed live as of 2021. The song is about the first stages of a relationship and falling in love. Track 10, Sippin' on Sunshine, written by Avril Lavigne, Chad Kroger, David Hodges, Jacob Kasher, and Martin Johnson, produced by Martin Johnson. It was recorded at Henson Recording Studios, Conway Recording Studios, and The Lodge in Los Angeles, as well as Casa de la Vida Studios in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. At the time, it was her hairdresser and makeup artist Gabriel Pandoro's favorite song on the album, as well as their summer jam. The intro has been compared to Roar by Katy Perry. There's a lyrical error in the album booklet. It says the second verse starts off with like a box of cheap wine, though the actual lyric is boy you're blowing my mind. The word boy is spelled as B-O-I in the album booklet, a reference to her 2002 hit Skater Boy. It has never been performed live as of 2021. The song is about going to the beach with friends and having a good time in the sunshine. Track 11, Hello Heartache, written by Avril Lavigne and David Hodges, produced by David Hodges. It was recorded at Conway Recording Studios in Los Angeles and Nightbird Studios in Hollywood. According to the song registration site ASCAP, an alternate title for the song is Complete Me. Back in 2011, three instrumentals were leaked onto YouTube, which were supposedly instrumentals of B-sides from Avril's fourth album, Goodbye Lullaby, called Gone, Candy, and Complete Me. The original instrumental of Complete Me is slow and acoustic, whereas the instrumental of Hello Heartache is more upbeat and modern. However, when sung over the instrumental of Complete Me, the melody of Hello Heartache still fits, meaning that it's possible Avril decided to revamp Complete Me for Avril Lavigne and retitled it as Hello Heartache. There is a mashup on YouTube of the two songs, which further shows how the two songs fit together. I also just want to jump in for a second and say what my personal theory is about this, is that I think that it is a little bit odd to note that Avril was just working with David Hodges on this and another song called Hush Hush. And then later on, the two of them teamed up with Chad and it was like the three of them working together. So there is a theory that there were two songs that were cut from Goodbye Lullaby with this one being one of them and then Hush Hush being the other one because the themes kind of seem to follow what was on Goodbye Lullaby. And in particular, Hush Hush is also quite piano based like Goodbye Lullaby was. So I personally think that these two songs were originally for Goodbye Lullaby. And I do think it's interesting that, like I said, these are the only two songs on the album that just have David Hodges but don't have Chad. So I think it's kind of strange that the three of them work together on most of the songs on the album, but then there's these two songs that just have David without Chad. So my theory is that Avril and David were possibly working together on Goodbye Lullaby and then maybe along the way they decided to work on her next album together and then this is when Chad came in. So that's just my personal theory about this. Hello Heartache was only performed live once on the Avril Lavigne tour at the show in Sao Paulo, Brazil on April 30th, 2014. Many people believe the song was written about Avril's ex-husband Derek Wibley since he was a major subject for Goodbye Lullaby. Lyrically, the song talks about a relationship that did not work out and that even though it's painful, she is okay with the relationship ending. Track 12, Falling Fast, written by Avril Lavigne, produced by Chad Kroger. It was recorded at Conway Recording Studios in Los Angeles and Nightbird Studios in Hollywood. This is one of two songs on Avril Lavigne that Avril wrote herself. It was only performed live a couple of times on the Avril Lavigne tour. The song is about falling in love and knowing that the other person feels the same way. It's presumed that it was written when Avril began to fall in love with Chad. Track 13, Hush Hush, written by Avril Lavigne and David Hodges, produced by David Hodges. It is the closing track on Avril Lavigne and was recorded at Henson Recording Studios in Los Angeles. Avril has said this is her overall favorite track from Avril Lavigne. It was performed at most shows of the Avril Lavigne tour. It's possible the song was originally written for Avril's previous album, Goodbye Lullaby, as the other track written with David Hodges was also possibly for that album, and the song generally follows the same theme as Goodbye Lullaby of moving on from a relationship. 
Hush Hush is a piano-driven ballad about saying goodbye to a relationship. In this case, many believe it was another song written about Derek Wibley and being okay with letting that person go. That covers everything you need to know about the Avril Lavigne album. Unfortunately for Avril and her fans, this would be the last album she would release for over five years, as she not only divorced from her husband, who helped create the majority of this record, but she also contracted Lyme disease and would spend the next few years in recovery. All that and more will be discussed in the next episode. For now, we conclude this edition of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed this episode, tune in next time for episode 7, where we'll discuss trivia about Avril's sixth album, Head Above Water. Learn about Avril's harrowing experience with Lyme disease that became the driving force behind this powerful record, as well as which Motown stars inspired her to explore her soulful side. It's all coming up next time on the Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast. The Best Damn Avril Lavigne podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andre DeFrancesco. Theme music is HD and Lights by J. Powell Flicks. Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod or email Best Damn Avril Pod at yahoo.com.